Hey guys, it's Miller. So thankful that you are tuning in to this week's episode of Uproom Dallas Podcast. Uh, we love you. We love our online family. Uh, we pray for uh, you. We pray for um, churches that are blessed by uh, our ministry. We are expecting uh, just a significant move of God in the coming days in that we uh, as a community are entering into a 40-day fast starting April 14th. Um, I this week just shared uh, how we got to this point, some key revelations that are directing us uh, and some things that we're believing for in this fast. Uh, so we are inviting our online community into that as well. So enjoy um, this week's sermon. I think you'll be encouraged about some specific dreams that the Lord has given our community as well as uh, some initiatives in the 40 days. So buckle up. Love you. Sometimes since COVID, and uh, it's my mom and my dad. So would you guys please stand up? So this is my mom and dad. We love you. We just celebrated a birthday of my mother's. I won't tell you the number. What? It's okay. Oh, okay. She said it's okay. I got the green light. I'm learning. Yeah, my dad said one more than last year. Um, she just turned 81. So uh, we got to celebrate them, but they have not been here since COVID. And um, man, if you've been blessed by the Up Room, you've been blessed by my mom and dad. Uh, what they put inside of me as a young man was a love for Jesus. And um, I don't know of two people that have embodied the love of God and um, just walking out daily what it means to be a disciple of Jesus better than my mom and my dad. Um, I think at times they wonder uh, how, <laughs> how I ended up the way that I did because it, it kind of grew out of our tradition and what we grew up in, but it is your fruit in my life that has produced yeah. the leadership. And I just, I just love you and I'm so grateful that you're here and have missed you sitting behind us on Sunday mornings. So. Yes and amen. Hi, honey. Hi. Um, we're going to talk. <laughs> I've got to be careful. Last week I got in trouble up here uh, with my wife if you were here. But um, <clears throat> we wanted just to process a little bit. I, I do think that we are in a significant transition as a community. And um, one of the things that we probably don't share enough are the things the Lord is revealing to us about the future. Um, you know, the Lord speaks today. It's one of the most beautiful things about our God is that he uses his voice daily to speak to us. And he does that through his word. Uh, we're regularly in his word. He does that through his body. Um, we get encouraging words from friends and uh, uh, family and, and this community. One of the things I love most about visitors that come is you praying for them and how often I hear of ways they're encouraged and directed in their life because of prayers they receive uh, throughout the week here. Um, but another way the Lord speaks is through dreams. And I, I, I actually didn't know that. I mean, I read it in the Bible that uh, people have dreams all the time. Uh, the dream is what got Joseph in trouble in the pit. 
uh, he shared his dream with his brothers and his brothers kind of manifested and said, let's take him out. Um, you know, uh, Joseph and uh, Jesus' dad had a dream uh, which redirected them to go to Egypt. You just see dreams being pivotal for the, the, in the scriptures, uh, followers of the Lord. And, uh, and dreams have instructed us now for some time. There's a language uh, through dreams. So we're gonna share some dreams uh, that, that we've had uh, in our community. And we also feel uh, a level of stewardship to, to receive your dreams. Uh, I believe the Lord will speak not only through leaders and elders, but also through the body. Uh, and so we wanted to make room for you to submit words that you're sensing in this season. Uh, of prayer and fasting that we're going into, we, we, we are expectant that God is gonna speak. And uh, I believe this is setting us up for the next decade as a community. Um, we need a move of God in our nation. I'm gonna say it again. We need a move of God in our nation. Uh, we, 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 you may be saved and, and life is great. <laughs> you know, you're, you're thriving where you're at. Uh, but when I, you know, dip the thermometer, spiritual thermometer into culture, we are sliding quickly into a post-Christian culture. We're losing a generation right now. And we need an outpouring of God's spirit to touch this upcoming generation, specifically Gen Z. And, uh, and I, I know that uh, the Lord is inviting us into... Um, a moment to partner with him to reach that demographic and, and to reach not only that demographic, but our city at large. Um, he, he is up to something. And, and I want to invite, all I know to do is to tell you what he's telling us and invite you into the journey, to throw you into this stream. And I'm confident that if you'll trust us and trust the direction that the eldership and leadership of this church is positioning us um, to go in that you're going to get swept up into what God's doing. And when that happens, man, somehow divine alignment just starts to take place in your life, uh, your business, your relationships. And so I think this is a very important uh, um, morning uh, because we are uh, entering into starting this Wednesday, a 40 day fast. Um, we wanted to call uh, our community to 40 days of seeking God with purpose and intention uh, for his, his direction for us as a community. And so I'll unpack that a little bit. I know that's a pretty intense invitation. Like, what does that mean, 40 days uh, of fasting? I'll, I'll, I'll give you some practical ways that we can do that. Um, but I've never called the Upper Room family to 40 days of fasting. We've done three days, we've done 21 days, but we've never done a full 40-day uh, fast as a community. Um, but I am really confident that the Lord is speaking to us that this is the season uh, to do that. And so... Um, starting on April the 14th, which is this Wednesday through May 23rd, which is towards the end of May. <laughs> and it's 40 days from April 14th. Um, we are going to go into a season of fasting and praying as a community. Uh, I know that the Lord's inviting us into that. So um, we wanted to share again some of the dreams and, and revelations that we've had. Uh, just about what the Lord uh, is speaking to us. So honey, you're the main dreamer in our family. Uh, I would love for you just to share what you are sensing God's leading us into. And then just to share some of the key revelations that we've heard um, that are really leading us in this way. Yeah, well, why don't I, uh, I will say, I just wanna 
I want to, what Michael said about inviting you in to what God's saying, I'm just reminded, I remember when we first started this journey, something I felt the Lord say to me was, if you build my house, I'll build your house. It was like, there's so many things I thought, well, what about, what about, you know, when are, what about our kids? What about our finances? What about our, and I just, it was that promise that if you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. And, and that as I've just thrown my life into whatever God's doing, he's been faithful to take care of us and our family. It's seeking first the kingdom. It's the simple thing, but sometimes we just need that reminder because you're going, what, what, what does this have to do with me? Well, it, it doesn't. It's about him. And then, and then and he does this weird thing where he makes it about you. And then you lay that back at his feet and you make it about him. And then he, it's just this beautiful thing that God does. But I'll start with a dream that I had about our building. Um, I, in my dream, I found myself in a old building. It was a, a, a brick building and it was full of people. They were fellowshipping, they were worshiping. It was predominantly black people and me. And I don't know how to describe it to you other than the environment was heavenly. All I could think was, I don't ever wanna leave this room. I don't know if you felt that sometimes even in this room when there's just a moment that feels heavenly, you never want it to end. But it was that magnified times a billion. I was just in this room. I wasn't even doing anything. I was just experiencing the atmosphere of people worshiping and fellowshipping. And um, I, I came, I walked out of the property and I thought, I've got to buy real estate here. And I pulled out my phone and I pulled up Zillow and I typed in Sudan. And I remember meeting with a real estate agent in my dream and I said, I, I need to buy property here. And I was holding my checkbook and I said to her, um, my dad is going to live here. He has work to do from this place. Um, I need to buy property in Sudan. It's for my dad to do work. He wants to stay here and work from here. And um, Did you know in your dream yeah. at this time, did you know it was the upper room? Did you know that was like the new building? No, no, I just, no, I, I just knew this was, and I, I'll say too that the property, I was on a, I was in a building, but then the whole property felt old. It felt in a good way old, like in a, there was history here. There was big trees. It was like things had been happening here for a long time. And I just happened to show up that day, if that makes sense. So I woke up and uh, lo and behold, I type in Sudan in Google because when you have dreams and you don't know, you start Googling things. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> So for those that are new to dreams, yeah. oftentimes there's <laughs> symbols that are metaphorical. Yeah. Um, like Larissa, my father, house yeah. here. Yeah. Going to buy real estate. The Okay, keep going. Yeah. So Sudan uh, means land of the blacks. Say that again. Sudan, which was where I needed to buy property. I knew that wherever I was was called Sudan, and I needed to buy property there. It means land of the blacks. And, um, and 
I just knew instantly. I just woke up, and and sometimes when you wake up from a God dream, there's a, a spirit of revelation present that you know you just know some things somehow, and. It, it's the most beautiful thing when he just, the spirit of revelation is visiting you and you know that it's not you because you don't understand. It's just, you just start knowing things. And I knew that it had to do with our community and an investment that we were to make in, in part of our city that's occupied by African Americans um, and that my father had business there. Um, so... We can unpack some of the some of the nuances of that revelation if you want. What do you think? I just think it's profound. I I I, I want to steward the words that God gives us as a community. Mm-hmm. I want to be a faithful steward to believe the things that He's sharing, the direction that He's giving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bible says it's uh, the glory of God to conceal a matter but it's the glory of kings to search it out. Mm. And many times the Lord will give us invitations through promises, whether it's in scripture, maybe it's words that friends has given, have mm-hmm. given us or dreams. And it's, it's up to us then to pursue and seek the revelation mm-hmm. that the Lord might be hiding in the midst of that. And so we mm-hmm. have felt that the land of the blacks in Dallas represents South Dallas. Mm-hmm. It represents the southern sector of our city. Uh, we've, we've really stepped into the racial conversation mm-hmm. over the last year. Um, many, many years we've talked about it, but we have just really stepped into that uh, historical wound that is being exposed once again and just said only Jesus can heal this. Only Jesus can rightfully deal with the pain of our past. We've had roundtables. We've grown. I loved last week's testimonies. Um, I love the testimonies in general, but I love the diversity mm-hmm. of the different voices up here sharing what Jesus has done in their lives in this room. Mm-hmm. Like we are growing uh, in diversity. Uh, uh, just it's amazing the different ethnicities, the different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the people that I've heard from a lot lately is the Asian community and some of the persecution that's happening to them. And I, I've, I've been meaning to say publicly, we love you and we are standing with you. And we are, we are sorry if you're feeling scared or intimidated in this hour. Um, know that, that we see you. And I've been a part of, of at least two prayer meetings that I can think of that we've been praying for you in this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just, we're not afraid of the hard conversations here. And so I felt like the Lord saying, my father has business to do in this building. I felt like it represented bridging this gap. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just a, I'm, I'm a son of Dallas. There's a major, major difference between North Dallas and South Dallas. I've lived in both areas. <laughs> I, I have. And, and I just, we're going we're gonna, to, I, I feel like the bridge is actually a table. Yeah. I think, Kevin, you had a dream about a banqueting table that was going to extend from the north to the south, and we're going to call people around that table. But I, I feel like what we've written on the wall, that word lives, his presence transforming lives. Lives mean lives. It means homeless people, and it means the most wealthy you know, the down and outs and the up and outs, the uh, black, brown, yellow, blue, whatever color your skin is, we're going to love you. <laughs> you like that? I can keep hey, going. we uh, made a rhyme. Hey. I think, too, it, it, to give context, no, is that 
we we have always known that God said, I want you to be in an urban downtown context. So as we, you know, the dream came in the context of praying about where God was moving up a room, what he was going to do. But, you know, so we there are parameters around the revelation. It's like we've known that that's been so sure to us that we were called to be in the city. And For so sure. that was part of it. I think another piece is that <laughs> as I've prayed into it, I've realized I thought we were going and doing something, and one day the Lord in prayer just whispered to me, no, you're just the answer to someone else's prayer. People have been praying for that part of your city for a really long time, and I'm sending up a room as one of the answers mm. to, to establish a place of his presence. He wants to work there. <laughs> he wants to reside and live. Not that he doesn't already, but he wants to bring what we're doing there. Yeah, and I, I think as well... Uh, you know, this, this demographic in this room, age-wise, is much different than tonight. Uh, so tonight, the, the, the average age is mid-20s. And um, they're coming in the droves. Uh, I feel such a grace to call this younger generation um, to a radical, a radical lifestyle of pursuing Jesus. I think they're looking for that call. They're looking for a cause to give themselves to. Um, and if you're older, you know, I, I, a lot of these millennials, they, they're not millionaires yet. <laughs> yet. So they're, they're still building their dream. But some of you are, are here and, and you're wondering, you know, you, you've believed for that and now you're living in it. And you're wondering, why do I have these resources? And I, I believe it's to help us continue to reach millennials. And, and I invite you to come tonight and just sit on the walls and watch what God's doing in this upcoming generation. And I, I think one of the things that this property is unto is reaching uh, millennials and Gen Zers, those that are moving into the downtown urban context. They're leaving their families, they're leaving their upbringings, but they're leaving Jesus or trying to. <laughs> and I'm watching so many of them come into this room and they're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's really him. Yeah, it's him. He loves you. He sought you. And he's created a place for you. And, and so I just want to, I want to invite young and old to really open hearts and wallets <laughs> to sow into what God's doing. I just feel in my heart so confidently and I want to boldly ask that. I think there's people at the sound of my voice that can write some pretty big checks. And, and I just, I'm so confident in what he's doing in our city. So uh, please prayerfully consider that. So there was the Sudan dream, which that, that's actually been probably a year ago. October. October. So it was a while ago. Um, and then there's been several other dreams that we could share that staff members and different people have had about a multicultural home that God's building, um, and specifically in South Dallas. So that's one. So there's this regional impact that we've been having, uh, but there's also equally, um, important as a family is, is a global impact that God's given us. Uh, there, there is something that he initiated, um, from our online, uh, presence. There's just a lot of leaders. There's a lot of churches that are gleaning from just what we've been doing as a community in morning, noon, and night prayer. I'm regularly talking to pastors that are 
uh, opening up their churches and hosting prayer meetings throughout the week. They weren't doing it, but they just, they want to make room for God. They want to make room for his spirit. They want to make room for his presence. And so they've just been peeking in. And so one of the things we're also very certain about is the Lord's calling us to um, steward that mandate and really step more into it. And so uh, through Larissa, again, um, we had another dream and we have a lot of things that the Lord's revealed us. So to us, but these are really, I think, significant revelations for us as a family to hold and carry. So you want to share this other dream about the Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What? I was just thinking, sometimes the Lord reveals things and says things and the magnitude of it just feels like, what it, you know, I... I don't know what to do with that. that. That's really big. So anyway, you'll get it here in a minute. But Abraham must have felt that way. You know, um, Joseph must have felt that way. Anyway, so... You, you feel that way. I feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just want to invite you guys to grab hold of what what he's saying, what he's doing, and, and lose your life so you can find it. But... Um, so in this dream, I was standing in my kitchen, and uh, Hannah Aaron, which are you here today, Hannah? I don't know if you are. I, I didn't see her. you. She's one of our painters. In fact, she's done some of the work um, out there in the lobby. She's married to Wade Aaron, um, who's an evangelist. And anyway, in my dream, we're in my kitchen, and she's pregnant, which in, in reality, she is pregnant. And um, she had her artist apron on and she had just come out of my bedroom and she said she finished this piece of art that Michael had commissioned for her to do for me as a Valentine's gift. So it's Valentine's Day. I'm talking with Hannah in my kitchen. She just finished this work of art and I put my you know chopping knife down or whatever and I went into the bedroom to see it. And I had a white bedspread and there were rose petals all around it. And there was a plaque sitting on the bed about this big. It was a wooden plaque. And there were two pieces. So there, she had carved words on the left and she had carved a picture on the right. And on the left, it was this phrase in quotes. These are real treasures to me. So if I get really emotional, I'm sorry, but these or tried pearls to me. Um, so on the left side, it said in quotes, now there will no longer be a people without my presence. And it was in quotes as if it were a, a scripture reference. And in the bottom left-hand corner, there was a tiny Victoria's Secret symbol. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, it's I, profound, yeah, it, there's something it's there, really but profound. Yeah. I, I, it'll make sense and, in a second. And then on the right side, she had carved the whole southern hemisphere. And I saw Australia, I saw India, I saw Africa, I saw all of Latin America. And um, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Now there will no longer be a people without my presence. It's significant to me. The night that I had that dream was the night, I don't know if you were here, but 
but Lou Engel was here that day. We had just done, it was the Sunday, February 21st, I think, when God had been speaking to us about women. We had cried out for, Messiah, for Israel to see the Messiah. Andy Bird spoke that evening, who leads YWAM Kona, about going to the nations. And then I had the dream. And God marked us that Sunday. And I, and, and he just said, like, what you're, what you've, given yourselves to is for the nations to know my presence. Victoria's Secret, it's a play on words. It's about, it's, it's, it's Victoria. It's the secret to victory in the nations. It's his presence. That's the secret to victory. It's, yes, it's discipleship. Yes, it's scripture. Yes, it's evangelism. But above it all, it's his presence. It's his presence. And that is what we as upper room, it's the thing that we carry. It's the thing that he said, don't hold it for yourselves, but share it with the nations. Share it with the nations. And it's, so I, you know, to say I felt like, <laughs> that next day I was running around. If you ran into me that day, I may have knocked you over. I was so excited. There's no longer going to be a people without his presence. I don't know what that means, but I felt like I could, I could run through a wall that day thinking about what he wanted to do, what he was going to do. I was ready to hop on a plane and I don't know. <laughs> but it was about intimacy. It was in my bedroom. It was about Valentine's Day. It was, that, it was a gift from the groom to the bride that this is what you get to give, this is what you get to treasure, and it always stays in the place of intimacy. It never leaves that place. This is what you take to the nations. Mm. This is supposed to be a conversation. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's like a Selah, honey. Um, one of the things we're, we're in the process of doing is releasing another Spanish album. And uh, I know. And so... Um, we've been, I was on a call this week with one of the apostolic leaders in South America. He's from Argentina, but him and his team, they're experiencing something so similar to the upper room and building praying communities centered around the presence of Jesus. And so we see the Lord giving us keys in the form of relationships mm -hmm. and that our music is really opening up the doors to some of these leaders in yeah. South America. But it, it really is before us. There's some practical ways that these dreams are playing out. And I think God is, is really, you know, judgment begins in the house of God. And I think judgment, uh, in a sense, the Lord is bringing reformation and correction to his church. And he's making room for himself. There are many homes, <laughs> but I believe God himself is homeless. He's looking for a place to rest. He's not looking for people that will talk about him. He's looking for people that will talk to him. He's looking for people that will rightly respond to him when he comes. Like we've, we've done religion without relationship. We've talked about him, but not made room for him. And, and it is, this is rare air. And this might not be your cup of tea. And I'm fine if that's not, but the Lord is calling us to eagerly and jealously guard what he's deposited yes. in this community because it's for the nations. I really believe that. And I don't think it's because we're elite or special. I think it's just a matter of stewardship. 
And there's some young leaders that are really crying out for revelation and how to lead this next generation. And I think for whatever reason, we may just have a little piece of bread for them that's going to help create that reality that there will no longer be a people without my presence. Like for, for us, that's an invitation from the Lord. It's an invitation. I'm saying, would you partner? This is my heart's desire. It's my heart to be among my people in the Southern Hemisphere. What? How are you going to use us? I don't know. But I know it's an invitation, and it's by faith that we apprehend these things. So I was just thinking about what's the response. Because then here I am. I, I just, you know, I'm thinking about, well, I'm just trying to be patient with my three-year-old, and I'm, what? But then... I was just thinking about... Did you say you're trying to be patient with your three-year-old? I'm trying. I'm trying. But, you know, this is what Abraham... Listen to this. Genesis 15. Look at this. Verse 5. It says, He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven, God speaking to Abraham, and number the stars if you're able to number them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Wow. And so all I am putting my energy towards is saying, I believe you, yes, that there will no longer be a people in all the southern hemisphere without your presence, that I'll believe that, I'll believe that, I'll, be I'll say I believe it until I believe it, I believe it. And that's part of why we're fasting, is to just say, we believe you. Mm. We do believe him. We believe you. Mm. Not by might, not by power, yeah. not by my good works. Yeah. So Lord, do it. So let me just give you some practical details uh, in regards to um, a fast. So uh, throughout the Bible, God will call a people to fast. Uh, there's many reasons why that is, uh, but there's power um, when we respond to his invitations. And we really sense him initiating uh, us to this fast. And so it will start April 14th, which is this Wednesday. And we'll go through May 23rd. And uh, there's a couple of, couple of things that I just wanna make you aware of um, in this. Is uh, one, our 12 to two sets. We're asking anyone if you can make it up here to come to our noon sets. Uh, they're prayer sets that happen Monday through Friday. And so part of fasting is if you're not eating, um, that you use that time to actually spend time with the Lord. Um, if you don't, you're actually just kind of dieting. And, uh, and there's better diets than just a fast. So if we're going to do it, come and spend time together with the Lord and let's seek him uh, with purpose. Um, so that will start this Wednesday, 12 to 2. Next uh, Sunday... Uh, Lou Engel will be with us. And if you don't know Lou, Lou is uh, just, he's been a prophet uh, to America for some time. Um, he's gathered uh, massive sacred assemblies uh, across the nation. He had, I think it was close to a half million people uh, on the mall of DC almost 20 years ago. He's done these uh, major meetings in Nashville. He's done them on the West Coast. He's done them everywhere. Uh, but if you don't know Lou, you should look him up. But he will be with us next um, Sunday, which will be April 18th. And then the 19th, which is a Monday, we're going to host nightly meetings for uh, seven nights. So from six to eight with Lou, he'll be here all seven days. 
uh, we're going to have sacred assemblies where we're going to have Jesus fast nights. We're calling it the Jesus fast. So we're going to have Jesus fast nights where we come together and we just hear from heaven. We feel like it is a moment in time where we're to hear from him. Uh, us as leaders, us as a body, uh, we're going to listen to him. We're going to give ourselves over to hearing from him. So those seven nights, it'll be April 19th through the 25th, 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, I believe we're going to try to live stream those evenings. So if you can't make it up here, you can uh, stream those. And then um, um, one of the other things that I want to make uh, mention of is a resource uh, for your dreams. So we do know that people are having dreams and some of them uh, are significant for us. And throughout the fast, we believe the Lord's going to speak to us. So I have a web uh, uh, email address. If you do have a dream, something that you want to submit, um, it's dreams at youroom.org. So you can write that down and uh, we, will, we will steward those um, and read through them and pray just to see how the Lord's speaking to us. So uh, that is one of those resources. So let me just give you some, some keys on fasting. Just show you where it is in the Bible and have about 10 minutes here. Uh, but um, fasting uh, always goes hand in hand with worshiping. So in um, Luke 37, Anna, the prophetess, it says that she was worshiping and fasting while she stayed uh, in the temple. In Acts 13, uh, at Antioch, uh, church leaders, there were prophets and teachers, and it says that they were fasting and ministering to the Lord, and, uh, and the Lord gave them direction. Uh, Charles Spurgeon says this. He says, our seasons of fasting and prayer at the tabernacle have been high days indeed. Never has heaven's gate stood wider. Never have our hearts been nearer the central glory. And so, uh, historically, fathers of old have called uh, people to fast. Uh, in Zechariah's day, um, God questioned the people in Zechariah 7, 5. He said, when you fasted, um, did you all fast unto me? And so a fast is unto the Lord. Uh, the Lord is at the center of our fasting. I believe he initiates it, and I believe he gives us grace to enter into it with him. Uh, John Wesley said this about fasting. First, let fasting be done unto the Lord with our eyes singly fixed on him. Let our intention herein be this and this alone to glorify our father, which is in heaven. So there's secondary purposes that fasting brings forth, but I want you to know that the first and primary thing a fast is, is it's unto you encountering him. It's unto you consecrating yourself unto him. Fasting is disruptive. In our high pace, high energy, Fasting will slow you down. <laughs> and some of us need to slow down. But we slow down with intent. We slow down with purpose. Um, and it's to come unto the Lord. David said this, I humble my soul with fasting. Psalm 69, verse 10. Um, so fasting is so, so, so uh, significant for the people of God. Isaiah 58 is one of the, the hardiest texts 
on fasting. I'm not gonna walk through Isaiah 58 this morning, uh, but Isaiah 58 uh, is a great resource for you uh, to read. It says, fasting is the key to loose the bonds of wickedness. Fasting's the key to undoing heavy burdens. Fasting the key uh, for the oppressed to go free, to give bread to the hungry, to receive the light and the revelation of God's word for emotional and physical health, for righteousness to break forth. All of that is the fruit of the people of God fasting in Isaiah 58. It's really, really profound. Um, let me give you just some, some, some things that the Lord's put on my heart for us as a community. If you're with me, say amen. amen. All right. Look at this. First purpose. Do you have these purposes written out, Gabe? Okay. No worries. Uh, the first purpose, you can take notes on this. First purpose is a fulfillment of God's promise. A f- to f- fulfillment of God's promise. Um, <clears throat> in Daniel 9 and 10, uh, Daniel was uh, seeking revelation to promises that he found in scripture. And he was reading the book of Jeremiah and, and he, he saw that it was 70 years that the Israelites would be in captivity. And it was 70 years when he read that. And it says in Daniel 9, 3, that Daniel prayed and fasted seeking the fulfillment of those promises. That he forsook food and consecrated his heart and purposed, purposed, in his heart to pursue God based on what he read. And so um, there's a fulfillment of promise that we find through fasting. Cornelius is a good example. Cornelius in Acts 10, uh, he was a, a Gentile, but his alms had come before the Lord, but he was known as a man who fasted and prayed and his whole house was saved uh, because of that. And so fulfillment of God's promise. These promises that we laid before you for our family, promises that like, let's, let's really believe this for a second. Let's really believe that God is going to create a heavenly home that's gonna connect North and South Dallas together. Like, let's really believe that for a second, that there's a table coming together where white man and black man, Asian man, Hispanic man, and women will come together around a table where we need translators to translate our sermons where homeless man and wealthy Highland Park man will gather together. Like, I believe there's that kind of invitation from the Lord. But what we're saying is, Lord, we're taking your word serious. We're not just believing that your promises are guarantees, but they're invitations. And they're invitations for us to partner in faith to see them manifest in our city. Because something is coming to Dallas, Texas. And it's King Jesus. And I believe the Lord is looking for people to ride into our city upon, and it's going to be through their prayers and through their fasting. It's going to be them consecrating their hearts. It's us not insulating ourselves any longer, but Lord, we are going to get uncomfortable. We are going to live lives where we radically respond to your word. We're going to forsake food (laughs) to contend for these promises. So uh, fulfillment of God's promise. The next uh, is to stop a crisis. I'm not for time's sake, I'm not going to go too, too deep into this, but Hannah was barren. She fasted um, many times. And Joel, Joel 1 and 2, uh, he calls the nation of Israel to avoid uh, the plague of locusts, a military invasion. He calls them to a sacred assembly to fast. Um, you know, Joel, when he preached the gospel to Nineveh, uh, you know, they were... They were heathen, a heathen nation. And the prophet shows up. Joel preaches a sermon that was eight words. And they repented to the point where they called a nationwide fast, a citywide fast. And they repented. So 
They stopped the crisis. I remember, I remember when I was in Haiti after the, the, the horrible earthquake in January of 2010. And the president, when I was there, I was in Port-au-Prince, he called a national fast and a day of mourning. Never been a part of it, but people in Haiti, they didn't eat. And there was mourning throughout the streets, uh, worship happening throughout the streets. Um, so to stop a crisis, greater release of power. Uh, Matthew 17, 21, you know, the disciples could not get a demon out of a young boy. And Jesus said, some things only come out through what? Prayer and fasting. So he speaks to uh, apprehending spiritual power through praying and fasting. Um, <clears throat> I also think of Jesus when he went uh, into the wilderness to fast. So Jesus fasted, fast 40 days. In Luke 4, it says that he went in full of the Spirit. But when he came out of the wilderness, he was walking in the power of the Spirit. <laughs> so I'm believing that we're going in full, but we're going to come out in power. Um, for direction, I mentioned Acts 13, Acts 14, the early church oftentimes would fast for direction from the Lord, to appoint elders, to assign evangelists, to release missionaries. It was through prayer and fasting, so direction comes. And then um, I think one of the, the, the things for me uh, is, is, is Matthew 9, 14 and 15. Um, it's, it's a lovesick awakening, a bridegroom fast of sorts. And uh, the disciples of John came to Jesus and they asked him, why do the Pharisees fast so often, but your disciples seem to be feasting and eating all the time? If you're this religious leader, why aren't your disciples fasting? We fast, the Pharisees fast, everyone fasts, but your guys. And Jesus responds this way. He said, um, he said, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast. Then they will fast. And I've heard people say, well, well you know, that was, that, was, that was the 50 days before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God in us. We're not fasting. God's with us. But I actually, um, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. I, I believe one of the ways that the prophecy in Revelation 22 about the Spirit and the bride say, come, uh, for those that don't know, it's a, it's, a, it's a word about the end times that the bride of Christ, along with the Holy Spirit, will be positioned to say, we want your return because Jesus is coming back to the earth. There will be a second coming. And he awakens a lovesick ache in the hearts of his people. Lord, we long for you. We want you. Lord, we're, we're, <laughs> we're forsaking other desires because you're the true desire. That lovesick cry, um, it's marked by spiritual fasting. And so here's a couple of keys. Fasting is always voluntary. We're not like forcing anyone. Um, and so the level at which you engage in fasting from food should be determined by you. And, and we don't want, I think teens should be really careful fasting. Kids, obviously, good luck on that. Um, those with physical disabilities, illness, eating disorders, you probably shouldn't fast from food. Um, there are other fasts, but, um, you know, I, I've talked to my doctor, I'm going to try to do some extensive fasting. And so I've, I've consulted with a physician. If you have those means, try that, but there's great resources online about doing this. Well, um, you can do this very poorly and it can affect your health, but it can actually be really good for your health. But I just encourage you to plan 
to purpose in your heart as Daniel did, that I'm going to seek God with the upper room community and I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to do a, a water only fast for three days. I'm going to do a juice fast for seven days. I'm going to do a Daniel fast, which would just be vegetables. Daniel and Daniel uh, one, I believe it was, uh, he didn't eat the choice foods that the king had given because he was consecrating himself. You know, in the Proverbs, it says, when you sit at the king's table, put a knife to your throat, like guard your desires. He was doing that. He didn't have wine. He didn't eat the meats. He just ate vegetables and he thrived in that. So there's the Daniel fast. Some of you need to do a social media fast. That'd be really good for you. Just I'm going to put social media on the side for 40 days. I'm not going to look at my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, You will survive, I promise. Um, But I think that's a really good uh, way uh, to consecrate your heart. Um, So there's various fasts. Uh, We actually have a resource for you. It's upperroom.co forward slash fast. Upperroom.co forward slash fast um, is, uh, oh, 40 day fast. There we go. Um, And so I just encourage you to participate on some level. Now go through a negativity fast. I'm not going to be negative. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, but would you please partner in faith with us? Um, and, and I, I want to I just give you a couple, couple of other things. One is great. Uh, first, these are key things that I've learned in fasting. Um, God gives grace for fasting. God gives grace. I think if we ask for grace, he'll give it to us. We grow in grace, according to 2 Peter 3.18. Uh, many fear fasting. I believe the fear of fasting is worse than the fasting itself. Um, and it's just a lie that we can't consecrate our hearts in this way. Uh, it will slow our lives down, but some of us need to do that. And I want to say this too. Throughout history, men have fasted seeking uh, things from God with a wrong spirit. They, they seek to earn something from God. And uh, we're, we're not fasting to get God's attention. We're fasting so that he can get ours. (laughs) We're not fasting to get something from God. We're fasting to access and receive what he's already provided. Uh, It's more about us. He is so willing to engage us and ready. And so I believe this invitation from him is him saying, come up here, come up higher. I want to meet with you in new ways. To me, this is about stewardship. Uh, I said this earlier, God's promises aren't guarantees, they're invitations. And we, we partner in faith with those promises to see them come to pass. And so I believe, uh, I believe he's, he's, it's not opening him up to us, it's opening us up to him. But spiritual hunger, clarity, wisdom, those things come from a fast. And then the last thing is that you would just purpose in your heart um, that you're gonna do it, that, that you don't just stumble into fasting. <laughs> I've tried to stumble into fasting, like, oh, I may try it on Wednesday, and uh, it, it may last till like Wednesday till a friend asks me to lunch. Um, but I, I just think you've got to be intentional about preparing your heart for it as Daniel did, uh, that you might even personally say, Lord, are you calling me into this? And if you are, why? What are some things that you want to speak to me about? What are some things that, 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 that you want to call me up into this place for? Um, But I just would really encourage you to be intentional um, in those uh, regards. And then the other thing is that we do it together. Um, I think that's really important that we do it together. Uh, I I wouldn't encourage you to like, hey, are you fasting? What are you fasting from? But maybe if you know, um, you know, other people are in this for 40 days that you can get a a covenant group of people that you walk with, maybe couples. Um, I know Larissa, she's not going to go without food um, for 40 days. She's afraid she would hurt our children. Just kidding. (laughs) 
but you're just, you've just determined you're going to wake up an hour early. Is that right? Do you want to? Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking about all the young mothers, all the pregnant mothers, all the ones that, you know, you don't want your kids to be abused. <laughs> Please don't email me about that. Um, but, you know, I, I thought, I want to wake up, I want to invite a group of women to wake up an hour early that you, that you have a devoted time unto him. And maybe you're, I'm going to have some fasting in addition to that, but, I, but it'll be a time of devotion to him, an undistracted devotion, which is hard to come by sometimes. Um, so, and then I, I also wanted to mention to any Gen Zer in the room that um, One Voice Ministries is doing a Jesus fast, and they've got, I think, 700 kids signed up to do, um, they're inviting them to, I believe, just fast their lunch break and pray for their schools. And then I'll, I'll throw out one more thing. I want to encourage you as you fast to be specific with the Lord of things that you're asking for his heart for, asking for understanding, asking for breakthrough and this or that. Just keep, keep a running tab so that you know what he's saying and what he's doing, that it's not just, you, there's, there's intentionality and purpose behind mm. it. Yes, so we've got some of those focuses for us on a for our community on that, that website that we said, but I, yeah, I think it's up to a thousand Gen Zers um, last that Brian's got signed up. We have this hashtag Jesus Fast, hashtag Jesus Fast. It has like half a million people engaging it. It's really cool what they're doing online just to call this generation. Um, so there's other things that you'll hear about, but I think our, our, our goal was just to invite you into the story uh, of what God's authoring here uh, as a family. So um, that's the invitation. I want to invite our prayer ministry team, our altar team to come up. Uh, we want to minister to you this morning. If we can pray for you in any way, shape or form. Uh, these guys are spiritually dangerous. They have been trained. They're empowered with the Holy Spirit. And so if you uh, came here um, with a need, if you came here looking for direction, if you need physical healing, um, these guys are uh, ready to receive you. And uh, I want to tell you this. If no one's told you this today, I want to tell you this. Jesus loves you. Uh, Jesus is really passionate about your life. Uh, Jesus sees you. Uh, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you haven't been in the house of God for some time, I want to encourage you to come and receive prayer this morning. It might be the smallest step of faith for you to come up here and say, hey, I just need prayer. I need direction in my life. I don't know if God's real. I have questions about the existence of God. If you have any of those things, just come up here and, and process some of that with these guys. They are uh, loving, caring, um, and can help you. Uh, I believe the Holy Spirit will meet you. Um, but... Yeah, so I'm so, so glad you're here. Would you stand with me? I'm going to end in prayer. Thanks, buddy. I just pray, Holy Spirit, he who has ears to hear, let them hear what you are saying, Lord, to Upper Room Dallas. He who has ears to hear, may we hear what you, voice of God, are saying to us. And uh, I pray that we can get swept up into your story for your glory in the name of Jesus. 
We love you. We bless you. We honor you. We say yes and amen to the promises over us. Release a grace, Lord, over every heart that is purposing too fast. They're saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give myself over to it. I pray you would release a grace, Lord, to forsake those things. We look forward to what you're going to do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming to the upper room.